Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to After Work Drinks, your weekly dose of news, pop culture, and Pinot Noir, brought to you by magazine editors and best friends, Isabel Truman and Grace O'Neill. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder if you're going to speak. I, something new? Yeah. I know. Yeah. I shake it up. Yeah. Maybe next week I'll be like, bonjour, or like, buenos dias. I'm more into our situation this week than I was last week when um, we recorded at the leisurely hour of 2am over here. And now it's a nice time and I'm drinking rosé and Grace is vaping over in Sydney. I know. We're living our best lives on a nice leisurely Sunday. Yeah. And there's so much to talk about this week, I feel. Mm-hmm. We've um, got great talk. We do. I need to start by saying off the back of your story that you texted me last week that um, a homeless man yesterday outside Trader Joe's, I was waiting for my Uber, and he like, asked me for money and I was like, I don't have any cash, which is true. And then I had like just faced, cause I was waiting for my Uber. So I then just like faced the road, but I was still standing like right beside him. And then he just goes, excuse me. And I like turned back and I was like, yes. And he goes, can I lick your feet? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, and I said, that happened to both of us this week? and I said, no, sorry. And then just faced the road again. And I just stood there for another five minutes, like watching my Uber driver, like intently on the screen. Oh my God. My friend was like, you're so Yeah. What happened to me last week, which that's actually insane. That's actually insane that that happened. Mm. Because what happened to me last week was I was um, walking to Central Station from dinner on a Friday night. And this man who was like quite polished and put together, not like, 
not like a scary person, mm. tapped me on the shoulder and I naively took my headphones out and was like, hi. And he was like, oh, my God, you have the most beautiful feet I have ever seen. And what Jesus did you Christ. do? What did you I do? Like, I just stared at him. It was like as the traffic light was changing and like dozens of people were crossing into Central Station. So I looked at him and then I looked down at my feet. I was covered every inch of my body. I was in like all black, long sleeve, high neck, long thing. And there was like a quarter of an inch of my sandal peeping out. And I looked down and I was like, wait, what? Then looked back up and he was gone. And I was like, oh, Oh my God. It was was insane. And, and like, then I went and hid in the toilets at Central because I just was like, I don't know. I was a bit dramatic. But I was like, is he going to kill me and cut my feet off and, like, hang them in his house? And it's not like either of us, like, not to be rude, have the nicest feet. No, I was like, that's nothing. I, that's not something I've ever been told before. <laughs> yeah, you're just like, wait a minute, man. Tell me that again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wait, come back expand, please. But it's so but funny that's... how people have those weird fetishes, like, People have foot fetishes and then, like, have you heard of how um, women can sell their used underwear on eBay for, like, thousands? Yeah, I have heard about that. But, you know, I researched that once just for research purposes and (laughs) it's actually not that much money. Needing a dime. Yeah, no, those websites where you sell them, they, they, like, because I read someone wrote about it in Sneaky, which was this really cool old magazine they used to have in Sydney. And this girl was like, I did it for a month as like to write about it basically and you only get like 45 bucks a pair what that's not yeah worth it's it. nothing that's so far i don't even not sell worth. clothes for 45 dollars because i can't be bothered with the, I know. the post office yeah exactly exactly that's what i was like i was like the whole process of doing that to um, earn 45 dollars like you're barely even breaking even yeah <laughs> and then you've got to buy more <laughs> underwear that's what I mean, like the cost of the underwear, the like indignity of it, and I'd expect hundreds a pair. Very into this rosé situation. You know, all wines over here are corked, so I had to really hunt down a screw top, and then they think that the screw top ones are a bit really bad quality. Really? But I was like, I can't deal with this. I couldn't even figure out how I to do it. I still can't do a cork, a yeah. cork screw. I st- like I used to have to watch a YouTube video and it's just so difficult. Mm, and then what do you do if you don't want to drink the whole bottle? Yeah, exactly. I'll put the cork <laughs> back in. Yeah. <laughs> How's your week been? Um, it's been good. It's been a nice week. I've, I actually haven't been drinking, which has been a really interesting, like since the sinus surgery, I got kind of addicted to not drinking as a kind of social experiment. And it's been really interesting because – the biggest fear I think I had not drinking was that I'd be really boring to hang out with because mm-hmm. you know how you just kind of feel like your personality is so tied up with alcohol. And then every every person I've seen in the last two weeks for dinner or to go out, I've been like, hey, look, I mean, it's, it's good because it's dry July at the moment, so a lot of people aren't drinking. But I was like to people, look, I just I don't really feel like drinking at the moment. I'm not really drinking at the moment. I hope that's okay. And every single person I've done it to has been like, oh, my God, I'm so relieved you said that. I feel like I've been drinking so much recently. I just want to go out and have a nice dinner and not, you know, like I feel like everyone secretly wants to drink less but are too embarrassed to be the ones who say it. I just definitely don't want to drink less because when I'm <laughs> – like when – so when I'm at home, yeah, I don't usually drink. But when I go out for dinner, it's like my favorite thing. But it's usually only wine. It's only if I'm having a red wine is when I actually crave it for dinner. It's like pizza and yeah. a red wine. But if I'm just going out and drinking a gin and tonic for the sake of it, then fuck that. 
Yeah, and also just I, I feel that if there, there would this week, for example, if I'd have drank, I would have drank every single night this week because I went to like two dinners with girlfriends, a, a person's going away thing, a party, and then a work event. You know what I mean? It just would have been every single night I would have ended up drinking. I feel really jealous of whoever you're hanging out with. As you were talking, I was just like, who are these girlfriends? What are their addresses? And how do I kill him? You just expected me to be sitting in like the corner of my apartment crying every night. Yes. Since you left. (laughs) What's good because your other, so your other best friend is coming to LA soon and we've been messaging. We've never met me and Grace's other best friend. We've never met, but we just have this mutual love for Grace, which is great because we could hate each other. You know, it could go either yeah. way. And then she messaged me. I'm so jealous. Yeah. And then she messaged me. I think she was kind of drunk. Love it. And was like, I'm in LA soon. Let's hang out. And I was like, absolutely. And then today I checked oh the God. date when I saw her post something. I was like, when's that again? <laughs> Back off. No, I'm going to be so happy seeing you guys hang out. Put it on After Work Drinks, new co-host. She can do an episode instead of me for one week. Yes. (laughs) Anyway, how's your week been? Actually, I have a quick recommendation. Oh. Get it out early. Yeah. Which is that I listened to Sarah Jessica Parker on Fresh Air, and it was really interesting because I always forget that she's so different to Carrie Bradshaw in real life. I know. I hate that. But she's so different. She's really, really serious, and she's very, like, it was such a fascinating interview to listen to her. She's very like theater was a ballerina. Then she made a decision. She was like, Oh, I made a decision when I was like 13 or 12 that, you know, if I became a professional ballerina, which I could have done, my career would have ended at 35. Whereas if I became a professional actress, I could have, could be working into my fifties and sixties. So I decided at 13 that like becoming a professional actor like how hectic is that? Because such... she was performing on Broadway and performing as a literal professional ballerina. That's how I York. felt too. I was sort of like, you know, I could be a writer or I could be an actress or I could be a singer <laughs> and I chose writer. Because there's more money in it. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> decision. And then she was like, when I got the script for Carrie Bradshaw, you know, I didn't know any women who behaved like that. That was so detached from anything that I knew or any of my friends. And it was really kind of, I don't know, she's really intense. And she was like, being a ballerina taught me how to deal with um, pain really well. And so now with acting, like when we were doing um, Sex in the City, sometimes I'd be wearing these crazy high heels and they'd be like, do you want to just take them off between takes? And I'd say, no, absolutely not. And I would just wear them even though the pain was so sore I wanted to cry. But like being a ballerina taught me endurance. I was like, you're so intense. Like just take them off. Oh, my God. She just sounds like quite cocky. I know. She's just like, yeah, kind of hard work. (laughs) Um, yeah, my week, nothing really has happened. The homeless man was the one thing I noted down to tell you. Um, and then I went to this bookstore today, which if anyone goes to LA, ask me for recommendations. But this place was just incredible. It's called The Last Bookstore and it's in downtown LA. And it's two big stories of this like incredible, huge secondhand bookstore. That, and it's in a place that used to be a bank. Cool. Yeah. Except now like it's such a touristy spot that you couldn't even get through some of the sections without people trying to take Instagram photos. Really? Mm, and I was like, get out of my way. 
get out. I'm a local move. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're like, this place has gone to the dogs. Oh, yeah, I was like, I don't need this on my Instagram, Chris. <laughs> um, what did you do for the fourth? I mean, I kind of know, but um, so how was it? We were going to go to Soho Malibu, which I was really excited about because it's kind of, this is just is the cockiest kind of sentence to ever say, but it's sort of the only Soho house that if you're a member and all of the ones around the world, you can't get into because Malibu is like the elite of the elite. So my friend said when she was there last, Reese Witherspoon was having a Father's Day lunch with her family. And like, you know, it's just every single weekend. So Kendall and Gigi and everyone were there on the 4th. Yeah. That's where they were. (laughs) And um, we were going to go there, but then we just opted out because... It was such a mission. It just would have been such a mission, and they had like oversold the tickets because it was this like ticketed party thing. They oversold them by heaps, so it was just going to be kind of a shit fight. And Malibu's like an hour away, would be Ubering, so we decided to stay around here, and we just went to this really cute um, hotel rooftop, and then had drinks there in the evening and then had dinner and watched the fireworks and I went to bed quite early nice and posted a very sexy Instagram picture I know that's the issue with having boobs like it just... I love it though I was gonna I was gonna repost it on after work drinks being like mm-hmm. Isabel Truman appreciation post but then <laughs> I don't know I felt like I was objectifying you yeah well that's the thing like I, I wanted it to just be this cute photo where basically I was like just don't get my stomach in <laughs> and so shit was like waist up <laughs> that's why it's not because I was like I've got boobs it's because I was like please get my stomach out of this and she was like this is the only like physical way I can do that no it was great you always hide those bad boys away and I'm like let them out let them rip I would yeah you always like wrap them down I know um and then should we just start with our reeks they've got a good podcast yep so there's a podcast called tube dope queens um and it's these two girls from America I think they're from LA. I'm not sure. And um, it's really good. It's really funny. Like if we think we're funny, we're not. They're funny. They're funny, yeah. You um, should just unsubscribe from After Work Drinks and listen to them instead. Yeah. <laughs> they actually got an HBO show <laughs> off the back of their podcast. Ooh. There's a thought. <laughs> at Netflix, at HBO, at Hulu. Um, and their episode, oh, which, I mean – no surprises here was my favorite was the one with Michelle Obama and they she went on it she went on it yeah they, they must be pretty oh massive my goodness yeah um God. she went on it and she talks a lot about so it's like right before her book had come out and they'd gotten advanced copies and then interviewed her about it which is just heaven and she talks a lot about the kind of angry black woman stereotype and just women in general harnessing their anger she talks about Harry Potter and says that Barack read all the books with the girls with Malia and then they actually went to Harry Mm. Potter being filmed which is just so insane but I guess that's what happens when you're the president yeah I know and then they were asking her questions they were like would you rather have brunch with Oprah or go to a Beyonce show and she was like oh well you know I love both my girls and I was like just shut up and answer (laughs) she's like I usually do that both in one weekend yeah she said brunch which is fair enough because she can go to Beyonce mm. anytime. Wow. Yes. Michelle's just living the life. She really is. So that was a really cool interview. And I think it's just a good podcast in general. Um, also on the topic of women podcasts, the high loaded and author special. And usually I'm not that into the author specials, just being honest. Um, Cause usually I haven't read the books yet. So 
Mm. I don't know. I'm just sort of like, I don't know what's going on here. But this one was, yeah. um, they were speaking to the authors of Is Butter a Carb? And they're dietitians. Mm. Um, and so they were speaking all about the current wellness fads. And it was just really mm. interesting. Like they were sort of asking about every wellness fad that's massive right now, whether it's an actual thing. Because dietitians have to study for like, five years at uni and get these really intense certificates and it's really by the books um Mm. whereas apparently nutritionists in england at least in the uk at least can just say they're nutritionists after doing like a two-week course which is so weird right right Um, so but they said that there's like a lot of science behind the current trends such as turmeric lattes and kombucha but that like a lot of them actually just do nothing (laughs) and they were like Mm. turmeric lattes you'd have to be having like at the very least one per day for it to do even the slightest thing. So like if you like the taste and you're just drinking it because it tastes nice and that's fine. But if you are doing it because you think it's healthy, then like don't bother. Like it's not, yeah, I remember reading it, the amount of turmeric you would need to eat in a day for it Mm. to have like really serious effects on inflammation is like an insane amount. Yeah. Um, that's really interesting. And they were talking about, you know, they, they talked about celery juice and they talked about um, placenta pills, which heaps of women are having now. I used to take those when I was in high school. Oh, this girl, my God. I know, because this girl who I knew had amazing skin and she was like, okay, oh this God. is my little secret, but I take placenta pills. So I bought sheep placenta pills and used to take them every day and it did fuck all. That is so gross. <laughs> I know. <laughs> What? I thought this was a new thing. You were just like no. so ahead of the game. So ahead of the curve, sheep but they placenta? didn't really do anything. Sheep placenta, like the chattest thing on planet Earth. Wow. Um, and then they were talking about IBS and how like 60% of women who have, sorry, 60% of people who suffer from it are women. And it's like, they were just saying it's really important to go to the GP without cutting foods out first. Um, and one thing they didn't mention, but which I think is worthy of a mention is that bloating is often well can be a sign of ovarian cancer, and so oh. that's why it's so important when you're when you get bloating, like if you haven't had it all your life or whatever, it could be a sign of ovarian cancer. So it's really important to get it checked. And there's no early detection mm-hmm. tests for ovarian cancer, which I know this right. is like sounds like a very boring topic, but it's no. so crazy. And yeah, that is crazy. There's a forty-five percent survival rate for that, whereas breast cancer is eighty. Wow. That's crazy. That's awful, yeah. Uh, all these women came to our work last year and did a talk about it, and I was like, everyone in the whole office was sobbing by the end of it, so I just feel like oh. it's such a massive thing because heaps of people think the pap yeah. smear test is a test for ovarian cancer, but it's not. There's just nothing. So if you get bloating or you lose your appetite or you're starting to lose weight, those are all symptoms. But then heaps of people just think it's wow. bloating and they don't do it Yeah. Oh, that's fascinating. Yeah. Good PSA from us. I know. I literally just feel so strongly about that for someone who's never. But then I, I've like interviewed a few people who have suffered yeah. from it. Oh, amazing. Um, I also listened to, on the back of that um, sort of, I listened to the audio book on my Audible binge of Roxanne Gay's Hunger. Did you ever read that one? I can't remember. Is that the essays? No, uh, no, it's it's a book about, it's pretty amazing um, and she's reading it in this audio book, which I think, I just love her voice. It's kind oh, of I want to do that because I was at the bookstore today and I was looking for her books, the ones that I hadn't read. I was yeah. actually like searching in her section. 
Yeah, do this Audible one. I listened to Hunger and it's, I think it came out a couple of years ago, but it's just so phenomenal. I think it's my favorite book of hers that I've read. And it's basically about, it's so awful. It's, a, it's, it's basically about her relationship with food. She talks about how at her heaviest she weighed 573 pounds and she goes back and talks about how she um, had a really horrific sexual assault when she was 12 and about how she started really dramatically compulsively eating because she felt like that would protect her from being targeted by men because she was so terrified again. So it was almost like putting a physical barrier between herself and the outside world. So she, she ate to the point of making herself sick from like the age 13 onwards and then it became really really impossible to get on top of it as she got older and and kind of started coming to terms with it it became really really difficult and she talked about just the the way that the medical industry in America especially deals with it is just crazy like she was recommended to get gastric band surgery and when she went and was with her dad in the meeting room and they were explaining the procedure they said, and I don't know if she's exaggerating or if this is exactly right, but she was like, your stomach becomes, she says, your stomach becomes the size of a thumb, which I was like, that can't be right. So I think she was exaggerating. But your stomach becomes so small that you can't eat and drink at the same time. You can only drink like nutritional shakes for the first year and you can't drink water at the same time because your stomach can only get filled to a certain point. So you can't, you have to wait an hour between eating. or It just sounded horrific. So she decided not to do it. But she also just talks about all of the things that she has to go through in life as a bigger woman, just the way that people talk to her and the way the things that people say to her and the attitudes that people have towards her. And um, there was an amazing chapter on fashion and about how it really like broke my heart how she said she's got a wardrobe of all clothes that she loves that are bright and colourful and patterned and that she'll put them on and feel really good about herself in the process between her leaving her wardrobe and getting to the door. She'll always end up taking the clothes off and just swapping into like a man's shirt and man's pants because she's so terrified of drawing attention to herself. That's so, so sad. Like, I have wardrobe, like 10 pieces that I wear every day and then another wardrobe full of beautiful clothes that, and she was like, it's so hard for bigger women to find clothes in the first place that they mm. actually like because the, the, the offering is so limited. But she was like, I love fashion and I love looking at silhouettes and shapes and colors. Um, but the limitations are so small. And even when I do buy all this stuff that I love, I'm so scared about drawing attention to myself and being mocked or harassed or made fun of or someone saying something that I always just swap to something that I think is will just cover me up and not draw attention to me. Yeah, I just feel so passionate about this now after we did our episode on wellness and reading that huge piece on obesity, um, which I think was by The Observer. And it's just... It's, all of these women talking about how it's affected their lives and in so many ways that we wouldn't even think of, like, especially that you would never think of that. So it's so No, exactly. It really like put into perspective for me on top of what we talked about in our episode, just how difficult I think it is a feminist issue and I think it affects women in a totally different way. And I think that when you go through life where you're naturally slim and you you don't have to think about it, it's very easy to just walk around and take so many things for granted. And she even talked about like she she Googles every restaurant she goes to before she goes to it because she's scared that she'll get there and won't be able to fit in the booth or that the chairs won't be able to fit her and she doesn't want the social embarrassment of it. So she has to like canvas restaurants or she has to bring her own um, uh, seat extender on planes 
or she has to buy the second seat that's next to her on flights because that's because she's so sick of people giving her dirty looks or muttering comments when they have to sit next to her on a plane. So she buys the second seat next to her and then people just dump their stuff in it. And she's like, I finally learning how to say to people, no, this is my seat. Like, don't put your shit in it, basically. But it's just all these things that we just go through life taking for granted completely. And I just think she writes about it in such an amazing way. So I think everyone should read that. Yeah, I'm definitely going to. Maybe I'll do it on Audible, but then I'll be signed in for another 10 years. I know. I look forward to paying like $374 for that book all up. <laughs> yeah. I also, on the same sort of topic, we both loved um, Florence Welsh from Florence and the Machine, her British Vogue essay, which came out a few weeks ago. And we were talking about it this week. And it's sort of about addiction in general, but then she talks about food as well. Mm. That was amazing. I was really surprised that she had gone through years of an eating disorder and of alcohol addiction. I just didn't ever neither know that about her or even expect that from her. It's not like really part of her persona in any way. Yeah, I pulled out a bit um, of it and she, she wrote, I haven't weighed myself in four years. I have no idea how much I weigh right now. Five years ago, I could have told you how much in the morning, at night, clothes on, clothes off, with and without jewellery. To let go of that sometimes feel like feels like a bigger achievement than headlining Glastonbury. Something I really liked was how she talked about how she's let go of this idea that you need to be a tortured soul to make good art or good Mm. music and how she felt like she had to be a total mess and all over the place and drinking till she blacked out and regretting it and partying too hard and having anxiety and having this problem with her body that she felt that that was all part of the rock star persona and that she would only make good music and be interesting if she was like that and now she's like like, I've realized I don't have to. Mm. So good. I also started watching a Netflix show called Easy. Have you heard of it? I feel like I've seen it on Netflix, but I haven't watched it. Yeah, it's good. It's really funny. Um, I'm only like a few episodes deep, but it's about um, like a bunch of different American couples navigating kind of marriage and love and children. And um, like in the first episode, it's all about how this couple just has no sex drive anymore. And she's like upstairs masturbating and he's downstairs watching porn. And then she walks in <laughs> and she walks in on him and then they try and do like role play and dress up. Um, it's like, it's, yeah, it's really funny. It's really good. Um, what did you think of Meg's uh, christening situation, Megan and Harry? Uh, I thought it was very cute. I love seeing Doria there. She just Same. like brightens up those photos. It's just like who were the other two? There was two older women I didn't recognize there, and one had this like very hectic kind of fedora situation, which kind of stood out to me. Yeah, I read it this morning on their Instagram, but I've already forgotten who they are. They're just royal family yeah, members. Right. Oh, random. But yeah, I loved Kate's dress. She really went for it at the christening. Yeah, and she wore the pink and red trend. Yeah, I'm really into it. She looks very like I don't know, not sexy, but kind of a, a flirty look for Kate mm. I find it kind of annoying they won't reveal who the godparents are I know and it sort of just makes it have more hype around it that's what I mean I feel like it's aggravating because I'm like just say who they are and, and they're like also... we're very pleased to welcome the godparents in the caption yeah and she also went to Wimbledon with two of her closest friends like the other day so it's obviously there are two of them yeah, it's like don't step who. out in public with two of your closest friends in the like from America in the two days leading up to the christening. Obviously, if they're here, mm. 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 so yeah. But he's right. a, he's a very cute baby. 
He's such a cute baby. And she looked so beautiful. Yeah. I was actually reading like this big Vanity Fair report on them in the last few days. And I found it interesting that, so they have a nanny that they only just hired, but the nanny doesn't work weekends, just Monday to Friday when they're sort of doing work. And then Mm. Megan does all the grocery shopping. I don't know. This is all like as per sources or whatever, but Vanity Fair is trustworthy. Yeah. She does all their grocery shopping online and then gets it all delivered and she cooks all the food. I love that. She definitely gets like gluten-free toast. Mm -hmm. 17 avocados, yeah. salmon. Yeah. She, what else? She 100% has acai, at home acai bowls. Yeah, and I reckon she makes like chia pudding, like leaves it to set overnight in the fridge and then like chops some berries up in the morning for it. Yeah, so when she was um, pregnant, apparently she made all these vegan meals in advance because she knew she'd be busy. Oh, I love that. Meg, we were obsessed with the In the Limelight podcast this week that was about this woman who hired Megan at a frozen yogurt shop when she was 13. Humphrey yogurt. Let's be doing all these tell-all interviews about it. Yeah. And I was like, Izzy, you have to go there. Yeah, I know. I Google mapped it and it's like 30 minutes away in an Uber. I was like, I don't care that much (laughs) about figuring out what this woman is like in real life. $60 round trip just to go to a frozen yogurt shop that Megan Markle once worked at. Yeah. And it's it's funny because on in the limelight they said that there's Yelp reviews of it and one of the Yelp reviews was like apparently Megan Markle used to work here average ice cream <laughs> <laughs> by this woman That's called so Emily. Funny. Yeah. I'm just obsessed with people coming out of the woodwork when things like this happen like the most rogue people. It just made me think imagine if I became famous and my manager from like IGA when I was 14 mm. came out and started doing interviews about me. Mm, I worked like, at this eh. Um, horrific New Zealand supermarket called Pack and Save. And every, <laughs> if I turned up every single Sunday, I would have to leave the till as I was serving customers. This says a lot about me. Please don't. This says a lot about teenage me. Um, mm. And go and vomit in the bathroom. You were hungover. Yeah, but I would be in the yeah. middle. Like, can you imagine being in the middle of like someone pack- packaging up your groceries and putting them through the checkout and then walking off, like running away into the bathroom for five or ten minutes How annoying <laughs> you come back and you're like sorry about that that yeah. would be annoying I remembered that when I went to um IGA when I was 14 I got paid six dollars 90 an hour oh my god which is like just thoroughly illegal I would get 28 dollars a week oh my god. <laughs> when I remembered that I was like am I from the 1970s <laughs> like that's so insane and I was I was allowed to man the cigarette counter when I was 14. So I think it was legal then for just anyone to sell them. So I'd be like, oh, yeah, buddy, pack it of Winnie Blues, and I'd, like, go and, like, find them. Oh, my God. And they cost $9 then, $9 a packet. Yeah, those were the horrible days. Are we that old that cigarettes used to cost $9 and now they cost 41 Yeah, we're so old that there were no, <laughs> like, proper cell phones. Yeah, <laughs> flip phone. It's crazy. Even like I watched this movie today and then I Googled, I IMDb'd this girl, which we'll go into more detail later, but I IMDb'd yes. you know who and um, yeah. was looking at her and it was just like born like November 1997. I was like, what is she, 12? And then I looked it up and no. she's 21 or 2. It was like I Googled Millie Bobby Brown um, for some reason, yes, like the other day and she's born in 2004. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, how are you even alive? Yeah. 
Um, I think it's old people say. Did you also see today that Dua Lipa and Anwar Hadid are officially together? Okay, unexpected couple. Sorry, alert. Anton. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he moved to London. <laughs> Anton's just bought a one-way ticket back to Auckland now. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I feel like she'll... Dude, Anwar Hadid, and he's, like, one of the sweetest humans. Yeah, she's going to fucking chew him up and spit him out. He's too sweet. <laughs> he's too, too sweet. World. All he he's wanted to do was, like, offer me lollies. Um, okay, I really want to talk to you as well about which we like kind of missed last week in the recording by like a day or two was those really awkward videos of Ivanka Trump at the G20. I know. <laughs> and all those memes afterwards that were like hashtag unwanted Ivanka. Oh my God. I know. Yeah. That video is really, really awkward. It's a definition of cringe. So if you haven't seen it, please Google it. It's like the G20, which is basically the meeting of all the important political leaders on planet earth. And for some unknown reason Ivanka was brought along and it's like Emmanuel She's been Macron. there for like the last two. It's so weird. It's it's so bizarre. And it's like Emmanuel Macron, um Theresa, Theresa May. May. Was Angela Merkel? No, not Merkel. And someone else. Mm. And then Ivanka. And they're all talking and she's kind of just hovering on the sidelines trying to like inject herself in the conversation. Obviously has no idea. It's like in Bridget Jones when she's Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Oh, my God. talk about, like, Chechnya. It reminded me so much of that. And they're like, what do you think? And she's like, um. Yes, it's literally that. Literally that, but not endearing and just awful. Yeah. It's, can't deal with her. I know. And then she, yeah, she's just the worst. And it's funny that woman like right beside her was just like her, her face was the funniest part of it. Theresa May sort of looks like she's entertaining the idea and she sort of seems like she's talking back in the like general direction. But the woman beside her is just like her eyes are just wide and she's staring at someone else. Yeah, she's just like, God, when will this end? Also, speaking of the G20, I feel like it's important to acknowledge the fact that I think in the actual G20 photo, there were three women and two have recently resigned. <laughs> so Angela Merkel and Theresa May both oh won't God. be in, and they're both probably going to be replaced by men. So we haven't made that much progress, boys and girls. Where's Jacinda at? Yeah, it was just into there. It's maybe know. New Zealand's not in the G20. I don't know if they're – no offence, pal. <laughs> no, I feel like we were one time because it was the time when – I think it was the time when Jacinda Ardern then, like, told her mate, like, a Trump joke and then he went and said it in a comedy skit and then it went viral and she was like, for fuck's sake. Oh, no. God. That would be us if we were leaders. Yeah, where it's yeah. like, just don't say anything to anyone ever. 
ever yeah yeah if we were leaders oh my god we'd just say everything on this fucking podcast on this podcast yeah yeah, we'd be like trump is so annoying like me with learning i can't talk shit about anton's family on the podcast (laughs) then they start listening to it and i fucking freak out (laughs) This is like redacting information here, there, and everywhere from the previous episode. Hence us being silent about for a few weeks. (laughs) I'm like, surely they've ever given up or they've heard it by now, so whatever. Don't care, yeah. We could be like, we've been silent about the boop for a few weeks. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, God. Okay, what else is there? What else is happening? Uh, the Goop Summit. Goop, yes. That Gwyneth. was hilarious. So um, so Gwyneth had these Goop Summits in America for ages, and then she decided to take it to London, and the British just were not having a bar of it. Like, they went to it. Really? And it was 8100 US dollars for the weekend, not including accommodation. Really? Yeah, just let that sink in. Who would go to that? Like, yeah. who has that disposable income and wants to spend it at a world? Like, do you get freebies? You got like a Surely. yeah, you got like a goodie bag, and there's all these talks. And I stuff. would hope so. Yeah, a goodie bag. But then that's what they said because, um, in their response to like all the backlash, they said it should be noted that the actual value of the weekend package was over eight thousand dollars. This included a hotel suite, which isn't true because apparently they had to book their hotel suite on top. And a gift bag valued at $3,000. <laughs> but it's literally just all the free stuff that they got. Yeah, that is wild. I can see the English not really warming to GP's very LA brand of Yeah, so. It's very like rich LA woman brand of wellness. Yeah, so one attendee said the whole event was a long, expensive group sales pitch and that Gwyneth Paltrow did the minimum and was, and was surrounded by security. <laughs> It gives you like Theranos vibes. How necessary is that to be surrounded by security at a wellness retreat that you're hosting? Like, what does she think is going to happen? And who does she think has snuck in with an $8,000 ticket? An attendee told Page Six, I was a huge fan of Gwyneth, but now I feel like I've lost my faith in God. (laughs) Oh my God, calm down. That article this week as well, where um, talking about how Gwyneth doesn't remember any of her co stars. And she didn't remember that she was in Spider-Man. Was she? Yeah. She was in Spider-Man Homecoming. And when she was like talking about the movie on like a, someone was interviewing her. She goes, I wasn't in Spider-Man. I was in Avengers. And then the guy had to, the host had to correct her. And then she doesn't remember Tom Holland who plays Spider-Man. And then he said, I've only worked with Gwyneth one time on Spider-Man, which she doesn't remember, which to this day breaks my heart. And then then he mentioned a time where she asked for a photo with him and Robert Downey Jr. And then she posted it and said, happy birthday to Robert Downey Jr. Love from me and the other guy in the photo. (laughs) Gwyneth, Because she completely forgot who it was. Sebastian Stan this week. Did you see that at the Valentino show? Yeah. He was like, yeah, so Sebastian Stan, I have to get it up because the caption was so funny. Yeah, so he, what did he play? What was he in? Oh, he was in Bucky Bucky Barnes and Captain America and the Avengers. And then they've starred in like two Marvel films together. And um, he said, glad I got to reintroduce myself to Gwyneth Paltrow for the third time. We are in the same film. (laughs) 
And then um, there's a video taken during the Avengers Infinity War premiere, and you can see Gwyneth um, asking Chris, Chris Pratt who Sebastian Stan was. <laughs> like, you can see her lean over and go, who's that? <laughs> and she's met him three times. This is literally me when I meet people. We're in a film together. Yeah, that's me. I've done that to so many people. There's a friend of Zach's who I've reintroduced. It's like got so bad now. I've reintroduced myself to him every time I've met him and it's been like five years and like at least six different occasions. I know. And it makes you sound like, makes you, makes people think of you as such a dick, but it's literally just either I'll be really drunk and don't remember. Or just bad memory. Yeah. Or just have a really bad memory. But for me, like I've have such a bad memory all the time. But you know, hey, like I'll have three drinks, be completely coherent, know exactly what's going on that mm. night, and then the next day I'd be like, what even happened last night? And you'd be like, yeah. what? Yeah, I'm like, what? I was like, that was just a very relaxed time. Yeah, and I can't remember anything. Like I can't remember – I can remember stuff, but I can't remember exact conversations that were had or people that we met or people we saw. <laughs> that you'd have to be like, we saw this person. I'd be like, that's right. It sounds so crazy and alcoholic, but like I won't even probably remember this podcast because I've had two wines. episode of After Work Drinks is brought to you by Etitude. Etitude sheets are literally the reason I never leave bed these days. That and the fact you don't have a full-time job. Yes, well I honestly think if I did I'd have to quit because I'm so obsessed with my bed. I know, I love them too and I love that they're good for the environment. Same, so they're made with bamboo which is also known as the vegan silk because it's completely cruelty free which I love because I'm a vegetarian. Have you seen they also do really chic pyjama sets? Yes, I'm obsessed with the long sleeve and the pants and the royal blue. I like the black cami matching boxer short situation. If you want to learn more about these dreamy sheets and pyjamas to match, head to attitude.com.au forward slash afterwork drinks and enter afterwork drinks for 15% off at the checkout. Thank you very much to Attitude for making this episode of Afterwork Drinks possible. So a movie that I saw a preview of this week and that is already out in America, so as you saw as well, and it's coming out in Australia this Thursday when the episode drops, is Booksmart. It's directed by Olivia Wilde, the actress, and it's kind of like, I guess like a coming-of-age mm-hmm. teenage movie, but it's just amazing. I just think it needs to – it kind of already has gone off. I just feel like everyone needs to watch it. I, th- I think it's genius. After I watched it, I turned to my friend and I was like, that is the best movie that was ever made. <laughs> she was like, please calm down. Yeah, it's so good. So I watched it right before this episode, which is great because I'm just like so high on it right now. But I could watch it as soon as I finished. I started kind of watching trailers and looking at interviews with all the cast. And then I was watching the trailer back and I was like, I could watch it again right now, actually. <laughs> Right, this exact moment. Yeah, so it stars Beanie Feldstein, who's Jonah Hill's little sister. What? Jonah Hill's little sister, yes. What? <laughs> yeah. I did not know this. Yeah. I thought you knew that. I they have different names. I don't know. That's insane. Yeah. So she was in Lady Bird. She was the best friend in Lady Bird. Um, and yeah, that's his little sister. I read an interview, I like... 
a couple of months ago um, where Jonah f- photographed her and interviewed her for Interview Mag. And it's so cute because oh. they're just chatting about like He was like, I assume you're a fan and that's why you've asked me to do this interview. And she was just like, oh, for crying out loud. <laughs> She's great. She's going to yeah. be like a megastar. Yeah. She's so good. And then the other girl is... Caitlin Duba. Caitlin. Yeah. They're just great. And then it's got like a really good cast of other people. Jason Sudeikis, who is Olivia Wilde's partner. Oh, Who's what? Who yeah. did he play? The principal. Oh my god, I love him. He was the best. I know. Yeah, it's so good. I really love the story of how they met because Olivia Wilde's obviously like a goddess. Like mm-hmm. she's just so beautiful, really good actress, and now multi-talented, amazing director as well. Apparently, um, and she said that when they met, they were at an SNL after party, and that he came up to her and said something like weird, and then left, and she was just obsessed with him immediately, and she gave him her number. And he would he have just been text. like, oh, what? He didn't text her. He didn't text her for two months. Oh. And she was like, is Jason Sudeikis dead? Because he'd better be. And he oh, was just like God. playing it cool. What? And then he eventually texted her like two months later. I know it's crazy. And she was like, we didn't kiss until like our fourth date. And he was just playing it so cool. I just had no idea what was going on the whole time. I was like, oh, he doesn't like me. He must have just and been like, like, okay, this is never going to happen again in my entire <laughs> life. How do I like make her just want me so much? exactly i was like i just love that now they've got two two kids and they have really cute names they're called like otis and i love the name otis yeah same they're super cute and then like just every single part of the movie is so good i thought you were gonna say that they were an emily blunt and john krasinski situation where like he met her and was just like i fucking love you i love like john krasinski was just like the devil is prider is the best piece of film that's ever been made in the entire universe and she will it's never like those memes that are like no one like like me nothing john krasinski i cried when i heard him really <laughs> blonde the first time like yes. him, he just says it whenever he opens his mouth he just loves her so much but anyway let's quickly explain what book smart is about well we kind of explained it but it's like these these two girls that are best friends and they're super cute and they're about to graduate high school and they've basically never gone to parties, never done anything fun, never gone out, just studied so they could get into really good schools. And then on the last day of school, they realize that like all the drop kicks and pieces of shit who like partied the whole time and did nothing all also got into really good schools. And they're like, we've ruined our entire high school experience not having fun. So they're like the night before graduation, we have to go and have a really fun night. Yeah. It's so good. So like Molly, is like valedictorian and student body president and she's going to go to Yale and because they have this rule at their school where they can't say where they're going to college because they don't want to make the other kids feel bad she's just thought that like they're just going to Ivy League schools and no one else is and then she's like in the bathroom and then this girl's just like I'm going to Yale too and she's like what and she's like yeah maybe really good at hand jobs but I'm also good at like I also got this on my SATs Something I really loved about Booksmart was that it was really kind of progressive and woke, but in like a non kind of on the nose mm. virtue signaling yeah. woke way. It just kind of was. That's just the way it was. So like the best friend character, Amy, um, is gay and she came out as gay a couple of years ago. And it's like her parents are so supportive that they act like annoying about it. No, they it, think you know? that they're a couple and they're just not. Yes. And then like they were like – we're probably just going to do Korean face masks tonight. And then Lisa Kudrow, who's her mum, is like, well, I don't need to know all the words. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Everything about it is just so, yeah. so fun. And just and how I just love- they walk downstairs and Lisa Kudrow's like, you girls look fabulous and smart. Yeah. <laughs> and the 
dad Will Forte. He's just like, oh my God, my eyes, my eyes. Two supermodels just walked in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, when they're doing the, um, you know, when they get dressed for their night out and then they close yep. the mirrors and look at each other for the first time and they're just like oh my god who gave you permission to be that goddamn beautiful and they just like scream praise at each other that's me and you i know it's just it just feels so it feels so obvious to me that it's written and directed by women of a certain age because i just feel like it speaks so much to the actual experience of being young and going to parties for the first time and like sussing everything out and not knowing and it, they, they go to this party and they both kind of like someone at the party but aren't sure if the person likes them back and, like, that kind of you're being flirty but you don't know if it's going to go anywhere. And mm-hmm. I just it just reminded me so much of going to parties in high school and, and just captured that feeling of, like, how excited you are being free for the first time and how everything is new and fun and exciting and crazy. And it made, made me really nostalgic. It made me nostalgic but then it made me miss you with the best friend part and when she, like, leaves and goes to the airport, I was like, that's literally us. And when she was being mean to herself, like she was like, why would he ever like me? And then yes. she was like, why don't you dare speak about my best friend like that? She slaps her. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's me and you all the time. I'll be like, I can't do this podcast because no one cares what I have to say. And you'll be like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. I'm like, how dare you? <laughs> yeah. And the funniest bit is when, um, so the Amy character has a crush on this girl called Ryan and she's not sure if she's um, gay or not. And she's, trying to suss it out at the party and she's like oh you're going to Africa that's cool where are you going Uganda and she was like no she was like I can't go to Uganda because like they really hate gay people and then she's like would you be scared of going to Uganda (laughs) (laughs) it's so good and then the Barbie scene that was like genius yeah the whole thing was so good Oh my god it's so so clever and the soundtrack was amazing oh my god i was gonna say that soundtrack is so good they i've been listening Rye, to it since and I, I feel really yeah they played that was the only song that i knew and everything else i was like who is our mind well that was like very well-known music i know i'm so out of the loop all i listen to is like hall and oats yeah and it's michael right i played at the hollywood bowl last night and i actually am like was ready to bang my head against the wall when I woke up this morning. <laughs> it was Rye and, wait for it, Leon Bridges. That is your ultimate lineup. That's like your yeah. your dream. And then this build. morning I was talking about it for so long that my friend had to say, that's enough. <laughs> like she was like, it's done now. What are you going to do? And I was like, well. Please just get over it. Yeah. Oh, God. I love books so much. Same I want to go see it. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is going to be like Get Out Part 2. I'm going to see it like five times while it's out in the cinema. Well, I hope you don't have that many girlfriends to go with. I thought you went with Zach, but apparently you didn't. No, I didn't. I went with my friend Helen. Oh, she's all right. I know Helen. (laughs) Shall we wrap it up then? Yeah, let's wrap it up. I'm going to go eat some tacos. Also, just the last thing I want to say, Ari, Olivia Wilde is, I just think it's so crazy that there are these people in Hollywood that are like – so 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 talented but obviously they get kind of known for one thing and unless they had the opportunity to do something like this you wouldn't know that they had all these other talents elsewhere you know what I mean like Olivia Wilde you're like oh, okay yeah she's a, a really beautiful actress from House and the OC and that's kind of I forget like, she I w- was in the OC yeah she was Marissa's girlfriend oh my god yeah 
But because she's so beautiful, I feel like she just got typecast and I feel like I would have been really quick to not write her off, but be like, oh, yeah, she's just kind of like a good actress and whatever. That's just what she does. And she's also this like supremely, amazingly talented, cool. Yeah, she's so good. I make her as well. It's just really impressive to me. I also have one quick thing to tell you that I'm not sure. Oh, yeah, it popped into my head because of um, what's her face? Misha Barton being on The Hills New Beginnings most random cameo in episode one which may convince you to watch it pamela anderson because her son is in it her 20 like oh. two year old son and they also sage their house when he moves in she like sprints around the house saging it which i did yeah. and now my room stinks <laughs> <laughs> it's like because i went all so i had this dream when i moved into my house in west hollywood that there was a ghost right yeah and so everyone yeah. was like oh you have to do that to get rid of the ghost and because I had a dream that she was in the wardrobe but then I was just like in the walk-in wardrobe for so long that now all my clothes stink I wish someone could see me I'm literally like I have my head in my hands at this story <laughs> let's just wrap it up I know god yeah that's why I like new apartments no ghosts yeah mm. thank ghost you for talk. listening <laughs> topic name how to sage your house from ancient coasts yeah how to sage your house like pamela anderson and other topics yeah um thanks for listening please rate review and subscribe um more comments we got some new can you see our new reviews i was thinking that maybe you can't see them yeah i'm still australia okay cool but i'm gonna actually start hijacking some americans phones and we love you so much yes our listeners we really do you really make our lives worth living yeah share on instagram stories more so we can get more of you yes and please dm us some more ideas for memes to put on our account and we can credit you oh yeah i love that i never know how to credit but i'm gonna start just being like awd subscription or wait yes submission yeah (sighs) okay bye Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.